0: A heightened welcome bonus on a famous card, rumors of a cash adoption going away, and another bank gets into the airport lounge business on today's Milonomic Squared podcast.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Sam Simon. and I'm Robert Dwyer. This is the Milenomics Square Podcast, no annual fee edition on the Milenomics Podcast Network. If you're not subscribed to the full Milenomics Squared Podcast, you're missing out on a deeper dive into topics like the following. Sam, you want to take
0: this item number one? The Chase Sapphire Preferred is better than ever.
1: <laughs> it really is. I'll go with the lead and then I will... Uh, I will commiserate with anyone else who applied a few weeks ago like myself uh it's at <laughs> chase sapphire preferred a hundred thousand ultimate reward uh sign up bonus on this there's a direct link here in the show notes there is a 95 dollar annual fee not waived the first year subject to 524 and the 48 month language if you've had a bonus on this in the past all of the stars aligned my wife under 48 months, under 524. And I applied actually under two weeks ago. Robert, the card just arrived two days ago. And uh, I'm in at 80,000 plus a $50 grocery benefit. And so I think a lot of people are going to be following along as I try to get Chase to match this new offer. All time high of 100,000 ultimate rewards. How can you not love this if you can get in with these restrictions?
0: Yeah. I mean, this reminds me of the Sapphire Reserve when that came out and had a 100,000 point welcome bonus. I could explain to any friend who was, you know, not even... Mildly interested in the credit card game. In fact, some people who were disinterested in the game, you could say, "Hey, here's a way to get a thousand dollars worth of travel. Uh, get one for your wife as well. And there's two thousand dollars worth of travel. And if you book with Chase, that's worth you know more than that with multipliers depending on what other Sapphire cards you might have under your control. So I think it is what Chase does best. Dead simple, big offers, and uh, probably playing keep up with M- yeah. Amex here a little bit. I mean, Amex has been ratcheting.
1: Mean, Hundred thousand is nothing over at Amex. Yeah. Yeah, plus some other kind of crazy bonus on the other side and a referral and everything else going on. So I got to add that there is a referral option here. Yeah, no, they're they're so so stingy and confusing on that. You would think that I'd be able to generate a, a referral
0: link for this from my sapphire reserve i cannot uh to the point where maybe i was tempted to switch over for a little while if i wasn't using the sapphire reserve for anything in particular useful uh, i don't know maybe just too much logistics to jump through and who knows whether i would be able to
1: refer if i actually did that but now are you able to generate a referral from your wife's card i am in fact i was able to generate that referral before the card even showed up oh nice i mean just a solid deal spend four thousand in the first three months a hundred thousand bonus points I have been on record, and I'm still on record, Robert, as not a huge fan of the longevity of this card. Past the first year, you either upgrade to a Sapphire Reserve for some of the benefits that, that are there if, if they do stick around, uh, or you downgrade to a Chase Freedom and earn more ultimate rewards and just keep, lather, rinse, repeat. That's how I got so many freedoms. It is tough, but if you're just starting out in this game, obviously this is a card I think you need to have at some point. But it's not something that I would call a cornerstone of a future earning strategy. Would you agree with me? Yeah. You know, I keep the reserve. I've kept it for a while.
0: Maybe irrationally. You know, I really have enjoyed that 1.5 cents a piece cash out. Maybe people would keep this card for a similar reason at 1.25. You know, I could justify one in my mind between uh, you and your wife, maybe. And, Eh. you know, you want to have a transfer capability and you know, maybe you just like to have one simple travel card that you associate with. I mean, I, I do my real travel expenses on the Sapphire Reserve. It reliably codes as travel. It's been a re- reliable servant for me. You know, it, it, I put that in there when I'm booking an international award ticket on some crazy, you know, Asia miles site or something like that. And it just works for me. So that that card, I, you <laughs> know, I don't think there's too much vanity in keeping that one. I, I can justify it in my mind, but barely it, it, if I put it under the microscope and really scrutinize it, I probably sh- shouldn't keep it. So uh, you, you probably are right on, uh, on, on, on average, par in total there
1: yeah I I think that um, there are some you know there are some cases we're keeping it makes sense you're you're reminding me uh, of the trip insurance and things like that Um, but there's a lot of duplication in this game and so before you go ahead and and stick with it uh, I would I would caution to really look at what else is in your wallet Uh, do you think Robert there's a direct tie to my application and them bumping like they were like we got them (laughs) now let's do it let's really get them what do you think? I, they have your name on a wall over there on High Street, over <laughs> on Chase. And let's really stick to this guy.
0: No, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, why, whether you'll able to be able to get a match. I, historically, Chase has matched well. I'll watch. They'll give you some scrutiny like, oh, you know, you got the fifty dollar grocery bonus. We can't match that.
1: <laughs> That's true. I mean, fifty. Wow. <laughs> what am I going to buy with those groceries? Have you yeah. submitted a request to them over at uh, Secure
0: Message or anything?
1: I have. You know, I waited until I had a public link that I could link to. I thought that that would be helpful. Uh, to say, hey, look, here's the link. And then I did my classic, Robert. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I just I just got the card. I haven't even activated it. Can you help? Uh, acting, you know, uh, helpless. Uh. <laughs> well, would it, would, you have not heard back from them on that yet? You know, I haven't heard back from them. That was just late last night. So I, I guess we'll have to update either here on another free show or on the paid show on Patreon. Uh, as that saga continues, if they push back, I'm going to have to call in actually going to have to call in as my spouse because there's no way I'm wasting wife points on this but I'm up for Robert we've done way more for way less we always say on the show right yeah. 20,000 ultimate rewards a phone call a couple secure messages totally worth it
0: well, this, this next item is getting into cash outs a bit. And, uh, you know, when I think of Chase, I see 100000 I just see cash out with what they've been done this year with pay yourself back. It's very clear to me, you know, a high point to me is worth $1.5 because ultimate rewards are worth $1.5 when yeah. you have a Sapphire Reserve and all of this money is fungible, all these currencies are fungible. And so a rumor of an Amex one point two five cents a piece cash out going away on the Amex Schwab platinum card. And we've been big fans of that, especially during COVID, especially as we were building big Amex balances. There's a rumor from the finance hobbyist on Reddit that the cash out option might be going away. And it's based on the language about the 1.25 cents a piece cash out being removed from the landing page that you see when you go to apply for the card. They're on the application, but not on the landing page. So who knows? People are obviously really jumpy about this if they're noticing little details like that on the landing page for the application. (laughs) But... Uh, Where do you want to start with this one? Uh, How big of a hit would this be? How does it affect your perception of the Amex
1: membership reward value proposition? What what do you think? Explore the space. Sure. Uh, I think we have thought that this is not long for the earth. And I know that we had a special guest on an episode that was all about American Express of checking in another show on our podcast network that you host, Robert. And that was actually something that guest had said. They said, you know, if you look at all of the other options, I think Morgan Stanley has a one cent cash out. I've heard that. I have that card and I, you know, maybe don't think about it because, you know, 1.25 is better than one. I'm pretty good at math.
0: (laughs) Exactly. But, um... She you know, you have to carry this card. You have to get it. If you haven't had it, you probably should get it. It's just, I don't know. With with travel returning, I, I'm 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 kind of liking having a lot of membership rewards, and I'm not feeling so skittish about shutdown. So I
1: don't know if I'd be crushed. Would you? I mean, long term, would you? I'm. Not, it's not the end of the world for me if it goes away to one cent because I already got what I wanted to get off the table. Off the table. Yeah, I could probably take some more, but uh, almost nice, Robert, to maybe not be so tempted and be able to use some of my membership rewards for travel. I mean, think about, I'm I'm thinking of applying for this card, paying the first year annual fee, dealing with all of the incidentals that I'd have to get back out of it to cash out maybe, I don't know, 500,000 membership rewards. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of work. That's yeah. a lot of work for me with what what's going on with all my other Amex stuff and all the other platinum cards and the business platinums and everything else. And I wouldn't even get a sign-up bonus on this card because I'm, I'm getting a pop-up when I apply for it. So it's not a huge loss to me, but to someone who's been collecting on the idea that they were going to cash out at 1.25 cents and all of their calculations on the back of the envelope and everything informing them on what they want to go in on is based on 1.25 cents, it is absolutely a 20% haircut for them. And I don't like that for those people out there. But here's the thing. Is there a buggier part of American Express's website <laughs> or interaction than the Schwab cash out, Robert?
0: It's, you know, if you've never done it before, you don't know what goodness looks like. And you're clicking around and you don't even know if you're in the right place. You do it on the Schwab side. You do it on the Amex side. It's quite confusing the first time you do it. And then you, you check with other people. Oh, yeah, it's it's down today. You, you, everyone That's, knows that. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: But you know, if everybody, if there was like a down detector for it, and every time it went down, everyone just went, oh man, it's over, we're never going to have it again, you would have reports of this daily, almost daily, that it's gone. You know, There's no cash out, it's not working, it's totally gone. And then, like you said, Robert, yeah, exactly. Everybody just goes, no, it's just down. They're going to fix it in a couple of days. Someone will restart that 286 server that's running Windows 3.11 for workgroups, and they'll they'll get it, yeah, you know, yep. So, for workgroups, um, yeah, we'd be so lucky, it's probably a free copy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it Look, it, if it happens, we're going to cover it for sure. But uh, I I am hesitant to jump in on rumors. I'm hesitant to jump in on rumors. I certainly wouldn't cash out speculatively saying, oh, well, this is the best I'm ever going to get. I would look at what your plans are for those points, and really rationally decide what you're going to do.
0: That's a good way to frame it, and I think a good way to approach it. I would say a few things need to occur in order to trigger this. You'd, you'd have to be, you know, north of five hundred thousand, maybe in in the million range and really not have an eye on travel anytime in the near future, maybe have a shutdown risk. And, you know, maybe you you haven't gotten the welcome bonus for this, and it would be a good time to do you You have to have some conspiring conditions to make this rumor be the thing that pushes you over the edge to do a bunch of transfers, you know, provisionally thinking that it might go away. So yeah, it's good. And a good point too, if the Morgan Stanley does have a one cent a piece cash out, you know, maybe that's not such a bad come down for somebody who's running uh, membership rewards as potentially one of their part-time employers. <laughs> It just goes to show with MX, you, 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 until you're truly dead with them, you're never truly dead. I mean, Lifetime Language and everything else is like, well, for most people, you can't get the card again. but here you go. Here's another one. Uh, you're talking me into getting this, aren't you? You really <laughs> yeah. are. Robert. My wife has never had one. I think I should get one, but, well, you got to watch out for penalty boxes. We've talked about that a lot on the paid show. Oh, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Speaking of places you can consider a penalty box, Chase is opening a Sapphire Lounge right in your backyard, Robert, in Boston. <laughs> Apparently, to compete with the Centurion lounges and all of the other lounges that are out there, we're seeing a huge fragmentation. I did not like, we're going historically here, I did not like the idea when American Express split off, said we're going to create our own lounge network, uh, the idea that they could possibly compete with a network like American Airlines lounges or Delta lounges. Maybe they could compete on quality, but they definitely could not compete on quantity. And here we have huge news, Robert, of one Chase Sapphire Lounge opening in the Boston Logan Airport, right in your backyard. What are your thoughts? Because mine are pretty much... What I just said.
0: Very interesting to me. I mean, they're talking about putting it between a Terminal B and Terminal C, some connecting situation going on there. If you're familiar with the Logan Airport, or if you're not, you're really smashing together a lot of things, basically everything but Delta and International at that point. That's terminal, terrible. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh. It's going to be a, a mosh pit. The, the Terminal B itself was combined together. Now, I guess they're connected with C. So maybe you walk from B to B to C. That could cover a lot of people. There are other options there for people who carry uh, prior. Pass and things like that. There's uh, uh, non affiliated lounges and uh, restaurants that you can even eat there. So it's good to have options. There's going to be a lot of lounges in that area. And it's nice to have one, I think, that's associated with a bank instead of airlines. You know, I don't want to go get a, 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 a lounge card and a Delta lounge card and a United lounge card. Nice to have this, especially for an airport that would cover me for a lot of cases. So I guess I like it, but. You know, they're talking about this being a, a, a club, the club. You know, I think I've been to them at San Jose. I think there's one of them in Orlando. I know the one in San Jose you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not really a destination. I mean, you talk about it being a penalty box that you sit in. Some of these lounges, especially when they're crowded, they're they're really nothing special. I think we both are of the mind set, especially for domestic flight, that the, the best airport lounge is the one you'd ever have to visit. You know, really pushing it late I love with it, <laughs> getting there yeah. just in time. But You know, it it also speaks to banks taking over airlines in terms of who's in charge and who's valuable. You know, these airlines have the frequent flyer programs that are so valuable. And I think the rise of bank points has come into play. Tangentially, I was trying to use Delta miles to book a Delta flight, and I was seeing between, you know, a little less than one cent and 1.1 cent a piece for that. Mm. And if I have an MX business platinum, I can get 1.5 cents apiece with that 35% rebate for any Delta flight that I want. So it would be completely irrational to transfer Amex points over to Delta. You know, Amex is really, their membership rewards really are more flexible and useful to me in that sense. So this, I think, is just another example where banks are kind of one-upping the airlines at their own game. You know, it's not just, a, it's not just Chase. You know, Amex, like you said, Capital One is opening these as well. And in fact, in that article on the Points Guide, there was a, a bidding competition between Amex and, and Capital One. They had to put together a proposal, a package about all these great things they're doing. And I guess Chase One in this case. And the first one, it sounds like it's going to be Here in Boston. So I'll I'll be on the ground reporting on it if it opens in Q1 2022.
1: All right, Robert. Well, I'll have to send you to the field for a report on scene or something like that. Just to close it off. First of all, I love everything that you just said there and how you really uh, kind of brought it into a larger discussion. Uh, But, you know, they end up in this feedback loop almost where create a lounge becomes incredibly popular. (laughs) And it's, it's the old dial-up internet issue where, hey, let's give them unlimited. Okay, great. Okay, but now we can't actually support that. I don't know. Let's put in some more. Okay, we got more people. We got more money. We got more revenue. We got bigger pipes. Uh, you can't build your way out of congestion. And uh, that's true of traffic. That's true of lounges. I mean, how long would it take them to create a full lounge network? Uh, 10 years maybe, <laughs> you know? And we've seen it with the Centurion lounges. What was great started getting cut back and started getting cut back further and now they've come for our children, Robert. I mean... (laughs)
0: It's just, it's just too much. Yeah, I mean, you're probably predicting the future there more than you're joking, but you can see it coming like, oh, no guests. Oh, you know, Sapphire Reserve yeah. card holders only. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, at what point does the, uh, uh, does the lounge
1: network become larger than the network, the airport itself? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Boston Logan is actually one giant <laughs> sapphire lounge, and then the we airport the planes. is another. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, hey, look, there's a link here with more details and uh, you know we got to keep moving Robert we got a transfer bonus from American Express to Hawaiian. All right, this one's tough to get behind other than the idea that I love seeing these come back you know transfer bonuses we haven't seen them in a long time and when we've seen them we've seen them from maybe the airline and not from American Express I have had so much joy with transfer bonuses to British Airways in the past and other places as well. This one's a little different it's a transfer to Hawaiian and you really need a specific case. And I think, Robert, you've done the legwork on this, so I'm gonna step aside and let you talk us through the math.
0: Well, there is a flight from Boston to Honolulu that's very tempting, but it's also very expensive. And they, they do have life flats on that flight, but they hardly ever mark it down to their lowest level. So I do see dates where I can find four seats at 130,000 per person. So with this transfer, it would be 108,000 per person, which is a lot of, you know, membership rewards converted into Hawaiian, but it would be better than 1.5 cents a piece. That flight is pretty pricey. I have not seen low prices on it and I always want a lot of miles for it. So... Yeah, I guess, you know, what is that, about uh, $2,500 $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2 worth of membership rewards, you know, if you're cashing them out that way? You know, kind of right on the edge, but it, it, is a, it is a value. And if if you have your heart set on flying the family all the way over to Hawaii from the East Coast, I could, I guess, justify it in my mind. Uh, like you say, maybe it'd be good. It's good that these are back in general. It might be back at a higher value. But when they get up to 40%, that really starts to catch my attention. 25%, oh, yeah, yes, not, not enough to do it, uh, you know, with the expectation that you might fly in the future. But... Yeah, if they could calm down a little bit on how much they charge for it, I could see this being a really good way to get to Hawaii. But boy, I can search up and down that chart for the next year and
1: not find any safer level of ability on that flight. That's too bad. Hawaii's my happy place, and it'd be great if we could meet there someday, Robert. Uh, Well, Bermuda is an option, too. You can fly there. Why don't you go ahead and fly there? (laughs) Yes. Last (laughs) week we talked about Ritz-Carlton opening in Bermuda. Uh, (laughs) St. St. Regis. Oh, sorry. St. Regis. That's right. Uh, Equally difficult for me to get to. Uh, This expires end of June. And while we're talking about expiring uh, bonuses, I do want to just mention last call for the 40% bonus to Marriott. I went in on that. You went in on that. I went in on it to top up. And so I just want to mention also, if you're looking to top up an account with Hawaiian, this is a great opportunity as well.
0: Yeah, that Marriott one, boy, that, that, I have one more. I need one more seat. The use model that we were talking about there is for Japan Airlines. I have one more seat that just isn't opening up even when using JAL miles, but the window to transfer these is going to close. I might get into a situation where I'd provisionally transfer for JAL on that one. It's crazy as it may see. Yeah, I've got nothing over there and just one more seat, but we're in the window now where I could use any currency to get there. So I don't think I don't think JL miles are gonna be yeah. I think it'll open up
1: with another airline. I think I'll have to let it pass. All right, Robert, last item here. I'll take it because I'm a stop and shop aficionado. Giant and stop and shop. 3X go rewards. On Visa gift cards, I am incredibly jealous of you guys over on the Eastern Seaboard that have this option to earn grocery rewards on variable value Visa gift cards like you are able to do so here. This runs June 4th through June 10th. Just a great way to eat up. We say it all the time, Robert. You can eat a lot of liquidation with 3X uh, on this plus what you get on the purchase side and that these are you know now usable not just on gas but groceries as well. Just so good.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, we'll talk more on the page show about some ways to stretch some of the caps they're putting on things in terms of how much of this capacity you can take on each week. It's still lucrative, uh, still pretty pretty generous. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll get into that more on the page show. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this week for a more in-depth discussion about points and miles. visit us at patreon.com slash There you'll get a special link to listen to additional content right in your mobile podcast app or on your computer,
1: where we speak more freely about topics like these. As always, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at Milenomics, and Robert is at Robert Dwyer. We'd love to hear from you until then. We'll see you on the site.